I didn't get it when it happened. In the, I went back to go listen to what he said. We spent four minutes of our recap podcast debating the definition of from to cheese. Hey, Mr. Austin, here I am. Hello, and welcome back to Was Glee Good? This week we're talking about episode 21 of season one, Funk. I'm Liz. I'm Robbie. I'm Lily. And I have a brief summary of the episode for you from Wikipedia. Will seeks revenge against Sue when she plans to install a cheerleading trophy cabinet in the choir room. He, Will, an adult man. He asks her out on a date, then stands her up, leaving Sue depressed and bedridden. With encouragement from her regretful Will, she leads the cheer squad to win at nationals and has their trophy placed in the choir room. Mercedes asks Quinn to move in with her family. The Glee Club learns that Jessie has defected to vocal adrenaline, forcing Rachel to deal with her emotions as she discovers that Jessie was using her to bring the club down. Oof. This really leaves out a lot, huh? It really, um... It's bad. It's wrong. It doesn't feel like it was about. I don't. I miss. Also, a lot. was the word "funk" <laughs> mentioned in that description? Also, is that this what is an episode about funk. I feel like bedridden. Like it's different, like, right? You can't get out of bed. Not that you're aren't. choosing not to because um, Will Schuster stood you up. Oh God! So this episode is like my biggest pet peeve. Uh, Will Schuster not acting like an adult person who's in charge of these students in any responsible way, <laughs> but like for forty-five straight minutes. Well, so here's the thing. The parts that aren't that, I think, might actually be a good episode of television. An yes. absurd episode of television, yeah, but a good fine. I don't... I can't see it. I can't wait for you to try to convince me of that. I, <laughs> I mean, I've never convinced you of anything, not but see I, I'm it. willing to um, try. The other thing this episode... So, this episode was supposed to originally air before theatricality. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Which would have helped explain one plot point. Which, Which would have is... helped explain why uh, Leah Michelle Rachel was digging through vocal adrenaline's trash crazily. Oh yes, you're right. That would make because more sense. she would be like she dumped by her vocal adrenaline yeah. boyfriend. Although in this episode, so it started off, and I thought I was going crazy, but I wasn't. This is in fact what happens <laughs> okay. in the previously on segment. Mm-hmm. They say Jesse left, which is an event we didn't see, and then the first scene of the episode is all of the Glee Club members finding out that Jesse is leaving. <laughs> but they say he and left already in, in, in that time. And they're also about to see yes. on Glee. It's bananas. He, it's crazy. I mean, I don't watch those because we've been um, painstakingly recapping every episode. <laughs> sure. I didn't I miss anything on Glee. I want to or not. Alas. Okay, well, what you missed was, in fact, a new plot point somehow <laughs> in the um, recap. Also, in this one, the voiceover calls Terry terrible, and I was, like, personally mad. <laughs> Let's not get. I thought it was like a fun pun, though. Fine. <laughs> I don't have to get mean. Ian Brennan's voice. Also, that that... weird thing. I read somewhere that the voice. So, did someone tell me, or did I read some? Am I insane? The voiceovers are not done by Mark Salling. No, they're done by Ian Brennan. That's insane. He sounds exactly like Mark Salling. I know. I literally thought it was the character of Puck, and I was like, well, that's weird. I think between seasons, oh. we should do a little like about the creators, and we'll include one on Ian Brennan, <laughs> the man no one knows anything about because he's not dating Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> okay. So yes, we do open um, on Kurt, Artie, and Tina and Mercedes talking about how we, they have a chance to win at regionals. Right, the message boards are... The Ohio Show Choir chat rooms. A buzz. Okay. A buzz. <laughs> uh, then Rachel comes, crazy eyes. You have to come to the auditorium. It's an emergency. So just to get the logistics of this, 
yes. in order because they're bananas. Rachel runs into the choir room to get everyone to go down to the auditorium where the revocal adrenaline minus Jesse in was costume. gathered when she left. <laughs> yes. I would like to point out they're in costume they're, matching and it's the same costume they wear for this whole episode across multiple days. Yes, yeah, they don't take their It's their official on. uniform, I guess. <laughs> so as she brings everyone back in, Jesse joins vocal adrenaline on stage. Yes. Oh yeah, he, the, this is the announcement. We skip past what the fuck is happening and go immediately to Rachel being like, Jesse, what are you doing up there? He says he went back to Carmel High. Okay. When? He's now transferred public schools twice in one school year. Also, he took a week off to go on their spring break. So he actually has had no study education. <laughs> that part is more just like fucking off from school. You can't transfer schools. Have you ever tried to transfer public high schools? No. I don't, think, I don't understand difficult. how he did it to begin with. Something about his uncle or whatever. It was very vague and kind of hand wavy. And now we're expected to hand wave back the other direction. I can say this New because directions. he's graduated now. Literally, someone who wanted to go to a different high school used our address in in high school like pretended he lived there yeah. and got mail sent there so he'd go to the better high school because we were in that district you can't transfer public yeah you schools. do you, the address trick is a thing people do but you do have to do that yeah right you can't be like i left also his reason is because uh, new directions treated him poorly didn't accept him and never listened to his clearly superior ideas that's the end of the discussion here by the way we never find out anything else about we also never heard his ideas we never heard his or ideas we never find out like, what his other motivation was we never addressed the fact that he had transferred as part of a scheme which is right. now over that he did not reveal to Rachel she doesn't know that he was there as part of like Shelby's Does big he ever scheme find out? Do we ever... I, not of this episode. I don't know. We then, end but, this episode with him. This is the furthest we get into the explanation for why Jesse like breaks her little heart. It's we see, and he's still there next episode, um, <laughs> but he. I don't think he touches things. I don't think he like. I don't think they touch on it. Yeah, I think he's just like a villain next episode. I haven't seen it. You know, I haven't seen it. Years, sure, <laughs> but, right. So, anyways, they do it's another bizarre. one bites the dust. It's both insane, I have down, and a little hot. I'm not gonna. I can't. It is sexual. Tell <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Groff's eyebrows saying another one bites the dust at me. Also, and it this was... combination of classic rock and show choir voice. Oh my it's god! It's really working and his for me. Jacket and his little it's t-shirt. Good. I was like, literally thought to myself, I wish I wasn't watching Glee and instead Jonathan Groff was on Broadway and I could go see him. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, no, it, it works. It's always fun when vocal adrenaline does a thing. It's fun that we get to see Jonathan Groff doing it also. It's fun. And this goes back to my point when he first showed up. I don't do we ever see him sing anything on the show besides classic rock? Um he did the Lionel and Richie duet with Rachel once. Doesn't that count as classic rock? I guess. Easy listening. He also yeah. they cut the Hello Twelve, Hello Thirteen, Hello Love. Right, right, right. But right, he right, would right, have right. done that, and also frankly he should have. It's just a weird trend. It's it? a weird I love I, it. I just like why I noticed trends. So then we go back to the choir room, um, where the students are talking about like how did they get in? They had all the like choir room equipment set up in the auditorium which is a weird logistic for a show that like it's a musical theater show it's fine yeah. <laughs> I don't care about like how they got hooked up to the speakers yesterday right like, I don't know. um and Sue but the only I mean, the purpose here is that Sue says she gave them all keys yeah it, they also okay so well no so before that they have this whole discussion about how it was a funkification a word we're just supposed to accept is a word funkification um basically i mean they were intimidating him and now they're in a funk um and they come to find that the choir room has been teepeed yeah whoa and then we find that teepeeing the worst thing ever to happen to someone <laughs> <laughs> we repeatedly teepee each other's houses across same country. because it's not actually that mean no it's, it's like actually a fun activity the rain kind of takes care of it yeah. yeah i mean it's in their choir room but just take it down <laughs> it's not like when you throw baloney at a car and it like strips of paint or whatever yeah or you egg a house in the room's paint yeah, yeah. 
We did have one guy on our team, we TV'd his house multiple times because the first time he got his parents to clean it up, and the second time he got his parents to clean it up, and the third time he also got his parents to clean it up somehow. <laughs> we trying to get him to have to do Sorry, whatever Sorry, if did. I had my house TV'd more than once, which I did not, just the one time, um, and I tried to get my mother to clean up after me, she would have been like, you cannot go to school anymore. I have friends. <laughs> oh, it was a nightmare, but it, I did. I would have been offended had my house not been TP'd. It would oh, have been yeah, that would have been disrespectful. Rude. Anyway, so uh, Will's like, it's just a lame prank, guys, which is true. <laughs> Sue storms in and says that... Um, it's also a weirdly, like, lo-fi prank for Vocal Adrenaline with their SUVs in there. Right. Oh, they TP'd. I actually cannot picture a single member of Vocal Adrenaline holding a roller toilet. <laughs> Even when they're shitting. Literally at all, right? Like they just have a bidet and it's fine. <laughs> Sixteen gold bidets. Anyways, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So Sue storms in and um, starts immediately directing what she says is a member of the drafting class, a thing that no public high school has. <laughs> um, because there are most colleges most outside of like colleges outside of architecture school. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I was going to say like the fountainhead, but me also that. That's a funnier joke. <laughs> Bobby, please cut that in. Make it sound like that's the end of that. Um, she's going to knock down a wall in the choir room to fill it with trophies after they lose at regionals next week, and the glee club is disbanded. Right. She yes. got some new trophy. She said it'll become her official trophy annex. It's an annoying thing to say. Will responds in a bananas manner. I would like to just. There was a funny throwaway joke. She turns to one of the students and says that it should look like Elvis's gold record room at That's Iceland, funny. which is a good design note. Continue. Oh, he uh, takes the trophy she's carried in and whips it across the room to a wall where it shatters. Yeah. That's, sorry, if a teacher does that in front of you, that teacher should be fired. I'm sorry, no joke. That's, a, that's that insane. That's a minor act of violence, essentially. Right. It doesn't, like... I don't know where it comes from. He's never done this before. No, it's it a weird macho. It doesn't, like, protect your students or fight for them or, like, do fun banter. Like, it's just weird and scary. He's not that mad for the rest of the episode. I guess he is, but in a no, much No, he immediately moves way. into this weird sexual scheme. Okay, yeah. well, so that appears to, it appears to have been an action to justify the following throwaway joke, which is that Sue says, for me, trophies are like herpes. You can try to get rid of them, but they just keep coming. Hey, not worth it. That's not a funny not joke. Worth it. Not how herpes works. Not no, how herpes it's works. There. It doesn't come. Contributing to the stigma of herpes. <laughs> it's not great. Um, yeah. Now, we do go from this to Will and Terry finalizing their divorce, at which point I was angry that Will was so much of this episode, but delighted to see my friend Terry. Well, they're not finalizing their divorce so much as they're signing word documents that say divorce. (laughs) 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 But yes, they are getting divorced. Jessalyn Gilsig looks beautiful. Oh my God. There's like half a moment here about tenderness and loss. She kisses his forehead and says he'll always be that 16 year old boy to her, which is, crazy these it's two people don't belong to together forget this right. is not a tender loving story no, this is horrifying she faked a pregnancy and then he uh yelled at her it was weird but she's so good she, that i for she... a moment i was like oh this is sad wait right <laughs> it was like one beautiful beautiful petal and then uh the the flower was crushed by whatever metaphor because uh now we're back to the choir room yes we're back to the choir Will room walks yeah. in saying do you want to say it Oh, I don't know what he's saying. He says, all right, guys, today I want to talk to you about regrets. And out loud, I just went, no. <laughs> None of this is appropriate teaching. He says, who has some? They offer some. Uh, Quinn says, thinking, trust me, it was a sensible birth control option, which is funny. Quinn's funny. 
Will says, I just finalized my divorce. I regret living in a relationship that wasn't working. Santana correctly says, besides creeping us out, <laughs> why are you telling us that? There's just like every word of that could be the last word he said and it still would have been too much, right? <laughs> like, I just finalized my divorce. Gross. Stop there. No. Um, I regret. Stop. Don't <laughs> stop. Right? Like, it's just so inappropriate you and weird. You should not know this. No. Maybe you should stop wearing your wedding ring. That's it. If that. Yeah. If that like no, you should sure, like whisper about it when you leave the room honestly it's low-key inappropriate to talk to your co-workers that let alone your like underage students right and then this is and then he turns around and writes funk on the whiteboard right uh no <laughs> oh, he okay, says cool i he, skipped several scenes well, oh no he doesn't do it yet so first he suggests he wants to get back at vocal adrenaline because apparently we're not we're breaking show choir crime now. Which we care a lot about. I'm sorry. We care either about. care about it or don't. He should just steal in your school statue, which like, what? Which Kurt points out is um some kind of shark eating some kind of seal. So <laughs> it weighs three <laughs> tons. Puck and Finn do this like weird eye contact voiceover thing where they're yeah, like, we're it's like, going to be up to us the men that like to protect this glee club. I despite I... what your gender studies professor told me. <laughs> <laughs> We're only five minutes in, but I am so bored by this godforsaken episode of television. I blacked this whole thing. It gets better. It gets better. I can't believe that I have to now watch. So Puck and Vin slash a bunch of tires on the SUVs. SUVs. It's actually a very quick cut. Yeah. And then yeah. immediately with Figgins, Shelby, Sue, Will, and these two children. Yeah. And Shelby's yelling. Yeah. Shelby's yelling about how much it'll cost to replace all the tires. Uh, Will asks why she bought her students SUVs, which is fair. In a very active booster club. He also says paying for those tires will bankrupt the Glee Club. Are they incorporated? Are they... Right. What, they don't have money. Like, they don't have not, money. They're not going to pay for it, really clearly. Just yeah. They don't have, like, credit they can pull not an LLC. Them. Yes. But to protect the club, Puck and Finn offer to get jobs. Now, at this oh, point, I'm still confused okay, as to why this plot is happening. <laughs> when they later sing the song they're going to sing, I realized they clearly started with the song and then worked backwards on this whole plot. Well, I got to that part later and did not understand why it was happening, so now that you've explained yes. <laughs> it's because they offered to get jobs to pay for the tires so that they wouldn't right. bankrupt the Glee Club, like, which again is not a, a business. Uh, which, I, there is very little you could do in a month to pay for 24 Range Rovers. Right. You could work sure, full-time yeah. at Sheets and Things. I could work full-time at my normal adult Right. Job. And, and get paid. Full. And that I guess you just include, have to pay for the tires. That doesn't right. include the delay on your first paycheck. <laughs> a thing that this show does not acknowledge. Does oh, not yeah. acknowledge. Remember when Finn got a job by pretending to use a wheelchair and then immediately made $600 to pay for <laughs> like... With that I could forget. With that you could forget. Um, okay, so now Will tries to buy weed from Sandy Ryerson, who won't sell to him. Will Schuster, the saddest man in Ohio, rejected by his dealer. In fairness, weed is a depressant and it's not a very good solution. You shouldn't use it to treat your depression. God bless Andy Ryerson for knowing (laughs) that. He's a a very safe and healthy drug dealer. But the real point of this is that he is here to tell us that vocal adrenaline has a weakness, which is funk. Okay, this is when he... Yeah, they have a weakness. And then we cut to him writing the word funk on the whiteboard. Absolutely not. And then turning around and being like, what's funk? And then and explain then what funk is. We have like a fun little tour through all three meanings of the word funk, where Liam Michelle's like, that cheese is funky. And then Puck makes a joke that I couldn't understand. <gasps> well, he says, "What? that's because it's from under cheese, which is a joke teenage boys make about fingering. I don't, I, I still don't get, don't get, it. get it. I'm not going to explain it on the podcast. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait. No, you have no, to It's like from under cheese. I don't. I don't. 
I can't get there. I don't get it. I, I can't get from A to C. I not explain it to you on this podcast, but I require that everyone listening to this who doesn't understand Google it yourself. I refuse to have Maybe my voice recorded window. saying this. Frankly. Okay. Well, uh, it really confused me. Okay. Um, we're, I need a little pause here while I Google this. Okay. That's fine. I'm just going to turn it over to my app. Sorry. I don't know who else is looking at my phone. Okay, everyone, we're Googling for my Oh, it's not fingering. How do I spell it? No, that's not what Urban Dictionary tells me. Oh, number one resource, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. Wait, hold on. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, it's like a, um, what's the other version of this joke? I don't know. They're not, like, one of those jokes where you're like, you say a word that is sort of mumbly and they're like, what's... What's up dog? Oh, up dog. It's an up dog joke. But for Munda. I guess. Is it? Yes. It's not okay. really. Okay, can we please I reenact? No, do not do this on our <laughs> podcast. We're reenacting the skit that's in the first <laughs> Urban Dictionary response. <laughs> Are you guy number one or, or Webster? I'm Webster. Obviously. <laughs> 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 oh, what's that smell? That's Fromunda cheese. What the hell is Fromunda cheese? Where do you find that? Fromunda, your balls. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kill myself. <laughs> I didn't get it when it happened. And I went back to go listen to what he said. We spent four minutes of our recap podcast <laughs> debating the definition of Fromunda cheese. <laughs> Anyways. Let's see. The point, to be clear, the reason this is the most interesting part of this scene is that this scene is so dull and sad. And, and I'm suddenly very Lady offensive. There's something about to be very offensive. Right. Okay, so then he's like, okay, no, yeah, he's you're all them. in a funk. Yeah. And then we get some more jokes about that. He's then like, he says they have to do a funk song. Because vocal adrenaline has no soul, and funk is all about soul. And then, like. <laughs> Which is. Okay. Okay. Then he like makes a comment about like Mercedes can get us started on this one, right? And then I rude, cringe. And then Quinn starts talking. Yeah, she's like, "Wait, I want to do funk too." Right. And then and Mercedes then, is like, "What?" Why, when white people do funk, it always sounds like uh, what's she? I don't know. Casey and the Sunshine. Casey and the Sunshine yes. Gang. Yeah. Which someone and, else says, "I like boogie shoes." Same. Same. Fair. Uh, and then uh, Quinn calls her racist. Yeah. Quinn says. Yes, you're right. Racism aside, which that's not racism, and we're not going to put it aside. I actually want to talk about it for a long time. There, you can't, you can't do that to a white person. That's yeah. not a thing. We're super going to come back to this conflation yeah. of suffering. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. It only gets worse, which is not necessarily the same thing. Yes. Quinn's point, racist as it is, is she yells, "Look at me! Look at my life! I'm furious! I have soul." Um. Okay. I don't okay, know. Okay, if being was... angry all the time makes you have soul. Sure, then I then also am funky as hell. Also, like, is anger really the primary emotion you associate with funk music? No! It's mostly just a pelvic or thrusting if, that I if think it about. Is, right? anger is, like, more refined, like, frustration, right? Yeah, it's right. Like, not like... Or, like, defiance in the face of frustration? I quite like, frankly couldn't explain what makes funk music funk no, music. No, I definitely would not. I would no. not write this episode. Of Except you. about, like, I could just, like, right, you want, like, the bass... I would go like, to instruments yeah, first. Yeah, I could, I could hear it. Like, yeah, that sounds funky, <laughs> right. but I couldn't explain to you like what it is Which, about. Do I hear it this episode? Maybe. No. They really go wide. 
<laughs> on their concept of yeah, we're fun. about to swing real wide here um, um, because Mr. Schuess performs now right well no first we get okay. Will and Rachel talking about Jesse in his again office alone with his student who yeah. however many episodes goes in love with him Rachel wanders in to talk about her pain Will immediately tunes out and starts thinking about how he can use Rachel's pain to his new plan because she's well, like she's it's not fair he like got to the heart of me and then destroyed me and like he knew that it would destroy the club if I was kind of down for the count because she's the heart of the club because she's yeah. the heart of the club and she, he, also she wants him to be eaten by a lion same same, same 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 <laughs> me in a breakup um yeah so Will's like ah oh, I get it I have to just seduce and destroy the heart of my enemy Sue Sylvester it's the worst episode of television <laughs> I've ever seen it's this 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 exact five minutes we're about to sit through. Um, is the worst episode of television. Right, because episode of he goes, he, his plan is to... So we're in, we're in the choir room. It's after school, we can tell, because the lights are down. It's like <laughs> orange. He is perched against the side of the piano, wearing a leather jacket and very tight jeans. Yes. Which I only know... Because we focus on them a lot, camera-wise. Sue yeah. walks in, having been lured there under the pretense of some kind of dumb lure he did. <laughs> I didn't mark it down, right. he because is, like, I was upset to be watching this. Leaning... Sexily. Very far forward. <laughs> We're doing a very ass-centric seduction. Yes. Yeah. He's like booty popped, leaning against the piano. Right. Um, he there's some vague setup, and then he immediately he sings, Tell me something good. This is where I had to pause this episode and take a two-day break before <laughs> I can finish watching it. Every time they closed in on Will Schuster's denim-clad ass, I was like, this is racism. <laughs> This is racist against Chaka Khan, frankly. <laughs> they um, they also keep cutting to Sue's face. It's... And it's really multi-layered because I think, I think, we're supposed to read it as her being reluctantly turned on. Yes. All I can see is Jane Lynch trying not to laugh. Jane yeah. Lynch And all I can Lynch, feel yeah. is trying not to, like, vomit. So it's really a right. complicated... Jane Lynch is trying not to laugh at, like, the folly of men's sexuality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as, as are we all. Yeah, as are we all every day. Um, it's disgusting. It's so bad, and it could be. It's a good song. It's a good song. If anyone else had done it in a way that didn't make me feel like I was being harassed by my teacher, <laughs> yeah. it came on my shelf and I had to skip it because I just <laughs> it ruined. It ruined it for me. Ruined. It's super bad, but apparently it fucking works in the context of the plot. Yeah, we're supposed to believe that she is into this. She says yeah. she was paying attention because she was bored, which is Sue Sylvester speak for like I was so turned on. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I too react in that way to being into someone that I, I don't care. Like, I don't it's care. So boring. Dumb. I just want to. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Terry teaching Puck and Finn how to fold pillow jams. Sure. Yeah. There's this a joke is... in here that I'm pretty sure is offensive, but I didn't understand. Which one? I wasn't listening. So Howard now comes over and he says that guy is here, the one who gave me Bell's policy. It's definitely offensive. I don't know why. It's just, why make that joke? Well, because it's not contagious, huh? It's why not make a, thing a joke you can about a policy? Give, so I don't know who. I don't understand it. Here's the thing: is it the one where you shake? I think any sort of palsy is yes. Okay, so I think Involves. that's what it's saying. So that's a bad joke. Well, it's a bad joke. Like first of all, because I don't understand. It. Right, like comedically. <laughs> Second of right. all, because <laughs> it's almost certainly offensive. <laughs> um, okay, so Howard, because he's afraid of Sandy Ryerson, who has entered the sheets and things. Pawns him off on Finn and Puck. Yeah. He explains to them that he's recently redone his bathroom as an homage to Jane Mansfield. Which he then pauses and it's clearly don't understand and he gets so mad. Which is <laughs> very like, everything's funny. Pink. Everything's pink. <laughs> he's looking um, for a specific shade of pink. 
Yeah. He gets mad again. They don't have it. This, again, this whole scene, and also the the previous scene in the shooting things or whatever, is all set up so that uh, now Puck and Finn can sing Loser. Yeah. Now, is Loser fun? So, this is where I'm like, no. Or does it just have a baseline? Beck has hypothetically some like funk songs on other This surely albums. isn't one of them. Loser is not one of Loser's them. Loser's not one of them. I like Loser. So you see where they got, I see where they like tried to go there. This is like some Mike Dotty like acoustic rock. Yeah. It's not funk. Like it, like I see where they got there, right? Like they thought about I what's the one with vultures or whatever. Uh, other Beck stuff. I don't know. I only know Wero. Okay. Well, anyways, it's certainly not funk, and it's bad. It's not that bad. Fantasy sequence. I thought it was fine. I was relieved to be hearing a song I already enjoyed. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't Will Schuster doing it with his. It wasn't offending me. It didn't make sense. But it, it was a, one of those, like, non-diegetic numbers where everyone right. joins in. But here's the thing. It was so weird. And the fact that, yeah, everyone joins into like, this, like, the, whatever, staff of sheets and things are, like, singing with But it does, like, the and heart it was fun. cut at the end, right? So you're like, oh, it was a fantasy. Yeah, it was a fantasy. Right. I yeah. liked it, it. It worked for me. I was fine with it. On the scale of um, numbers in this episode, it's a good one. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, it crosses the low bar. Of is not Will Schuster yeah. ass first singing Tell Me Something Good. Right, or the next number that happens. Uh, which I would love to talk about, but we can't get there because this is where so I, I have in my I'm notes Wait, so first, I some just more say, things happen. Terry says, I thought Jews were supposed to be smart to puck. Oh, yeah, so Terry <laughs> I think that that's supposed to be A, offensive, and B, funny. I don't find it to be either because I don't know if that, is that a stereotype? Is that kind of? We own all the banks, so yeah. Like the like you think of like a right like a nerdy more like shrewish than smart. I think you know. We're and like, it's a little more. more like like, it's a, it's, it's yeah, a 1920s. we're ambitious. <laughs> it's a very like nineteen twenties stereotype okay. when they invented like things besides tests to let people into colleges because too many Jews were going to college. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's very. It's the thing we're now doing to Asian people. It's like it racist every time we do it. Wait, what? Oh, we're like... It's like a, like a model minority, mm-hmm. and then like too many of them are... Yeah, it's a whole thing. All right, well... Yeah. This is well, include a link in the episode description. Yeah, it's a weird joke. The point is that like Terry is taking a liking to, a liking to Finn. There's, we're because definitely supposed to believe... Not puck. We're definitely supposed to believe that it is a direct callback to the sadness she's feeling over her husband. Which makes me uncomfortable. It, right? right, that's the sexual vibe to it. Is she's okay. definitely like projecting her feelings yes, about the yeah, loss of her marriage onto Finn Hudson in a way where I was like, they're gonna fuck. I for sure thought I was gonna go there. Yeah. Or at least like an inappropriate kiss or something, whatever. She also says, I believe in you, Finn, and he makes this face like no one's ever said that to him before, which we know that Bert Hummel uh, definitely has. That's Will Schuster. Yeah, honestly. Also, probably his mom who rules. I think I'm now incapable of saying Will Schuster's name without that inflection. Oh, Will Schuster. Um, anyway, yeah. speaking of, we now see Sue doing a dear, dear journal. It's long and boring. The 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 point of it is she's into Will. I spaced yes. out. She's into Will, who then shows up in her office and said that he drove down to Dayton to pick up her favorite apple teeny carbo gels, which is a term I don't understand and don't like. <laughs> Robbie, did you look up the distance between Lima and Dayton? Um, no, but they're not particularly close, right? I have no idea. You're the only one of us who's lived in Ohio. I'll do it right now. It's not going to be exciting. Um, yeah, so um, he is still in full-on seduction mode. He invites her to go on a date with him on Wednesday evening to Breadsticks, the only restaurant. You should not go on a date with your fellow teacher to the place where all of your students go on their dates. Also, um, don't go on a date with your fellow teacher. 
true. Although I, my teachers in middle school did date and get married. Oh, okay. So maybe. Well, so my science teacher married. dated my other science teacher, and they broke up, and then he married a math teacher. We had a history teacher who was married to another history teacher, but they were married before she got her job here. Acceptable. Yeah, we'll take that. They used to um, come to school separately because he liked to ride his motorcycle, and she thought it was disgusting. Which I always respected. They're like, then we'll take two cars. <laughs> In middle school, my history teacher started dating the principal. Which Ooh, sexy. I think it's her inappropriate. Apparently, <laughs> um, certain is her boss. So it it takes it takes there. an hour and ten minutes to drive from Lima to Dayton. Oh, That's well, not that really bad. committed to this plan. Um, Will says, you know what day Wednesday is? And before he says, I go, no. No, 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 Stop, 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 stop. And he says, hump day. (laughs) And does the grossest eyebrow quirk I've ever seen. I hate it. Who, why are, what are we supposed to be, are we, are we supposed to be having fun? (laughs) This joke is, so we know what's coming, right? That he's going to break her heart. Yeah. We know it's it's a one-to-one of like her and Rachel, okay. Right. Um, the grossest part of this is that I think we're supposed to be okay with it, and that's predicated on the fact that Sue is unfuckable. Right. As are all like, of course he wouldn't be in love with her. How silly she is for thinking so. Right, we've already she's had Sue this Sylvester, joke a few times. Right, it's where it was so... like f- supposed to be very funny that she was like fucking that newscaster right. guy. And it's, it's also just... weird because they don't even code her as gay. They just code her as this like asexual, non viable sexual yeah. person. It's a boring thing to do to begin with, but especially on a show that's all about people ostensibly it is about people having value regardless of how they look act identify whatever right. whatever it's weird to then have a character who's coded as like can't break into the world of romance because of the way they look or act right right and i mean again, Which, like, love is not like a, it's gross amoral and evil but that's not what we're that's not why we're led to joke. believe yeah. right it's just that she looks the way she looks because later there's a, like a real gross scene where he like goes in to kiss her and like can't bring himself to do it and it's like she's a person yeah. so yeah it's Kissing is actually pretty kissing's enjoyable fine. with most people. We're all adults yeah. now. We all know that kissing's fine. Like, yeah. it's just weird. It's it makes me it so sad. And this, every scene in this plot was so like, must we? Yeah, it was It was gross on a lot of levels. Now, the next now, scene. Well, we no, in. now we get, just real quick, we get Finn and Terry. Oh, she's promoted. She's promoted Finn to assistant assistant manager. Right, right, right. Oh, because like, she believes powered out. I just have done, this is racism. And that's how it works. Uh, okay, so now. Now. Possibly my favorite scene of the episode. The scene is like I remember. I remember this happening, like when I watched it for the first time. Yes, and even in also the world of being Glee, obsessed with it. Weird. It's, it's insane. It's the most. It's the weirdest thing that's ever happened. So okay. we're in the okay. choir room. We're in the choir room. It is Quinn's time to perform. Yes. She walks out on stage. Yes. And then following her. No, not yet. She's giving. She a gives a little she gives a When you're pregnant, you're responsible for two lives, and you're walking down the hallway. Oppressed by the man. Yep. Sorry? <laughs> okay. Okay. Not quite how that works. Not what I would have gotten with. There's certain future. hardships you are facing as an unwed teenager. Sure are. Yeah. Mother yes. Yeah. To be. Yeah. Uh, that, but you know, it, I don't know if this is the angle I would take. It's not super the way I would have gone. It's not the direction <laughs> I would have taken it. But. No. Is it the angle a teenage girl might have taken? Maybe. Who's to know? In, in this bonkers world, maybe. Maybe. But if Quinn were on our pre-approved list of characters that Ryan Murphy cares about, then, like, maybe. But she's not. No, she's not. So this is crazy and no one thought about it. <laughs> but again, the minds... Okay, so walking in behind her is apparently several other unwed mothers at this school. Yeah, there's like a dozen. All of them um, nine months pregnant fully. They're the, like, unwed mothers Uh She calls them the unwed no, mothership connection. Yes. yes. But like, that's not their name. That's just like what she's decided to call them. They the must not be at this high school. They must be like across. They must. The state. It's a name that's supposed to like 
sound like a funk band. We'll never yeah. see them again. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Okay, so she sings It's a Man's World. Right, so... They all do. Oh, well, she, like sings, they all she sings lead. They oh. all do backup and dance. Not funk. I have down... I don't know if it's funky, but it's deeply weird and also maybe amazing. It's kind of bananas. Really like I it. loved I it. I wish this so whole good. episode had just been Quinn doing choreographed pregnancy. Oh, I love those choreographed pregnancies. Okay, they so did, like, the weirdest two a lot things. of dancing. One of them that I had weirdly remembered, again, in the, like, however many years <laughs> since I first saw this... So, like, when they talk about the ocean, the the people do the, like, they mimic the waves with their pregnant bellies yes. going over and under. And they also do Lamaze breathing as yes, a backup. Yes, it's the backup. Yes. It's, it's as like the little percussion beats. And also maybe perfect. Yeah, those are ones where, like, they face each other and then, like, do, like, up and down and side to side, like, washing circular motions opposite so that their two pregnant bellies are, like, orbiting each other. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Um... It's maybe not Diana Agron's strongest song vocally. It's, it's absolutely not. So I didn't love that. And again, not convinced it's funky. It's not fun. It's not funky. It's, I think, maybe just racist to put it in the same category as funk. We keep saying that it's true. If you're going to make this an episode in which funk is like one-to-one uh, black person thing. Yeah. Like, you, like immediately Will's like, we're going to do funk. Mercedes? Right. right. And then you do a bunch of things that are like... Not funk. Connected to funk, but maybe not explicitly really funk. And congratulations, it's a racist episode yeah. of television. Like, okay. Why you didn't have to write it? <laughs> you, could have, you could have written anything, actually. Also, it's like mean to make Quinn get up there and be like, I feel the same thing now because I'm pregnant. And you're like, all right, yeah. I have to go Except home. I don't they know. give her a little bit of a redeeming moment later, but we'll get there. But I don't know what the, yeah, I don't know what the show is supposed to make us think about it because <laughs> of that moment. Okay, so I have some thoughts. Uh, uh, and then Will touches Quinn too much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyways, now Sue is at Breadstick wearing two strings of pearls with her tracksuit. Um, the waitress comes over and basically tells her she's been stood up. Yep. And then we cut to Will at home eating cheese balls in a t-shirt. And then there's a Ew. loud knock on his door. And he's like, just in time. <laughs> and it's Sue. But so here's the, among many issues with this plot, here, like, okay, so he's like, basically is like, that's like see how you like it or whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't it be more devastating to her if he, like, didn't explain? Like, wouldn't it, like, if he just straight up ghosted her well, and wasn't like, oh, I was never. trying to get back at you, then it just makes you angry as opposed to, like, brokenhearted. Sure. Unfortunately, well, she's just a man who understands neither subtlety nor not taking credit for something. Um, <laughs> so he has to immediately be like, you see what I did there? You see what I did there, like, 20 seconds ago? I made you feel bad. <laughs> Which is okay. such a weird... It's not how she has made him feel bad. Now, this would be a little bit interesting, still disgusting, if it was about his divorce that week and he's, like, feeling some lack of power in his life, in relationships, blah, blah, blah. We don't get like, any of that, though. not. It's just a vindictive, weird man with a weird sense of humor. He's yeah. a sad man. It's not good. And he's the worst. I don't like watching it. Um, I also... I don't want to see Will in a white tank top, sorry. I mean, it's a t-shirt, but still. Whatever. It's, yeah, just right. <laughs> it's very tight, I believe. It's an undershirt, yeah. Um, uh, so it, he goes to school now. The cheerleaders, and the cheerleaders are, are weeping. all just weeping in the Yes. Halls. He pulls Santana aside to ask what's going on, who's like losing her mind. And she says that um, Sue Sylvester has pulled them out of their nationals. She doesn't say anything because she can't talk. She's just distraught. Yeah. She goes up to Kurt, right. who is fine because he has Glee Club. Yes. Which uh, Nairavir also has. Yeah. Anyways, then he explains. Yeah, so Sue's pulled the team, uh, the Jerry's team out of nationals because she's so upset. 
Um, and some of the girls are upset just because they love competition. And some are upset also, because they're, they're going to lose their college scholarships, which is a dark note for a weird episode based on, like, Will's sister's feelings. Also, Will kind of looks stunned as if it had not occurred to him. His actions have consequences. To do with, like, any of the students that he cares so much about. Yeah. Like, right, he's, like, dedicated oh. his life to and committed, like, ruined his marriage for. <sighs> bad. But in it's a total shift, we're now going to see uh, Finn's number. Yeah, Finn and Puck. With well, Mercedes so as backup. With, with Terry, she was like, I'm going to help you with your funk number. We're going to type funk into iTunes yeah. and see what comes up. And, and he what says, came up. I never would have thought of that. Which is <laughs> yeah. funny. And what comes up is Mike, uh, Mark, 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 Mark Mikey Mark Mikey Mike. Mikey Mike. Mikey Mike. <laughs> um, and then so you have good vibrations. Yeah, Ian Mercedes does Mercedes. like the vocal. Now, this is interesting hit. because Mercedes doing good vibrations is good. I was actually going to say her vocals are really Puck and Finn doing good vibrations is useless. But they're all Puck, up there together. A great song. Puck does in the part where it would normally be Marky Mark say Pucky Puck. <laughs> God damn it, that's funny. Uh, yeah, to be fair to them, it's not a very good song, except no. for like the fun, okay, catchy well, vocal I like bit. The vibrations. I have a heart. I mean, I'll listen to it when it's on. It's just like not. But, I don't but need to no, hear Mercedes it sung by other vocals people. Is better than the original. I can just hear that. I haven't heard the original in a long time, but I could believe you. Um, <laughs> Girl says, "Please do so." Yeah, I'll choose to. That's not funk. It's rap. Right, he's like, they have. They may be called suddenly the funky pedantic. bunch. Is he suddenly pedantic? Okay, whatever. Okay, so then Will goes over to Sue's house. Oh, wait, no, no, no. No, no we get the weird no. moment. So Holy this is where we shit. find out. Okay. So Quinn and Mercedes are talking. I don't remember how this starts. But we find out that being pregnant has made Quinn woke. Yeah. And she explains that. And Mercedes she, is like, oh, yeah, you're right. No, that's not what happens at all. <laughs> that's how I interpret Quinn is like, so I only have to feel like this for nine months. How yeah, do you so feel? She's... And Mercedes yeah. is like, you may not be a minority, but you certainly get how it feels sometimes. Holy shit. Yeah, Mercedes is well, so buys... I just want to make sure we have this in the right order. Mercedes says, you may not be a minority, but you get how it feels sometimes, which is an insane thing for anyone to say, but like we've understood Mercedes to be like an unnecessarily generous woman. So like maybe she's just making a concession to her pregnant But like you're experiencing hardship. Right. Quinn's the one who then says, for nine months, you have to feel like this all the time. Like Quinn is... We're supposed to think Quinn kind of gets it? I think... I think the think dumb man who wrote this episode thinks this is how it works. It's actually, I think, a, no, a woman directed it and didn't write it. Ian Brandon wrote this. That's the problem with this for me. Is if I mean, like, context matters and everything, like, it wouldn't be perfect. But if a black woman had written this episode and written Mercedes saying, As like but a you person. get it sometimes, or, you can't have a white man write this and a white woman direct it and just be like, yeah, sure. Pregnancy is exactly the same thing as being black. You get it now. You understand what it's like to be black and a woman in America also because you've been teen pregnant for seven months. So we haven't given Quinn a ton of screen time. We've given her some. Mercedes Blackness is essentially her character in this moment and has been for episodes yes. now. Like, that's all we know. We know that she's and a black like, woman who, ten episodes ago, we mentioned that she wanted to be a star. She's not had one thought or interesting thing to also, do since then. Also, again, this weird thing where we're saying that her blackness is... Un, in, like intrinsically tied up and only constituted by her like suffering and what makes her life difficult as if nothing else was involved with being a black woman. Right. Like Ah, you suffered. I've suffered. That's blackness. Yeah. Like, We've okay. also never taken a moment to consider like the fact that Quinn is 16 years old and pregnant and has been kicked out of her house on its own terms. 
No, right. we, we always we get it in never, reference to other things. Yes, right. we never have gotten it on its own. We're like, yeah, that does suck. That is bad. We could talk about that. So they're both being on its own. So here, when Mercedes <laughs> without having to like make this an insane <laughs> racist point about it, I know that the show believes. Why the show we, believes. Right. I think it's because it's so underserving both of these characters. It really is. That they're that they're just like, well, we don't care about either of them. So put them in a we pot together. In. They're both feeling bad. Like, yeah. We don't worry about that anymore. It's a nice moment when Mercedes now offers to let Quinn move into her. Right. Oh, to be clear, very into Right, so uh, Mercedes says her brother went to college. There's an extra room in her house. She already asked her parents. She invites Quinn to move in. It's really touching. It's weird that it happens after. Like, it's just, it's thrown off. This whole conversation didn't have to happen in order to have this This friendship, you're right, Right. is great. And I wanted it. We had a previous moment that was also had one second of good stuff and weirdness, right? With the, like, when Mercedes was trying to lose weight. Yeah, right. And then Quinn came in and was like, you should eat this. You're hungry. Like, Whatever. They, they had a moment of nice connection. Hum- okay, so here's the thing. They keep having human moments between two individual and specific people, characters, whatever. Yeah. But then where it goes off the rails is where tr- the show is trying to make generalized points about... Yeah, like, the, the show is trying to be like, I don't, representing. I don't understand uh, sexism or racism, so they're the same they're thing. They're the same thing. Right. right. Uh, and I'm just going to like, okay, you two do it together. As opposed to if you, if you write a, a nuanced teen pregnant character and if you write a nuanced black woman character they can just have moments and those moments can just be what they are and be nice character moments yes like right or you could not try and we could just have fun <laughs> you could do either thing right but in the middle is a bad 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 overlap in this weird Venn diagram and we don't have to go there <laughs> we don't have to go there it's off limits that area is lava yeah racism is lava don't go there Uh, Can't wait to watch American Horror Story Cult. (laughs) (laughs) Now Will goes to visit Sue because he's sorry he made her feel bad. She is in her. He's a good guy. Yeah, he meets her maid, who is like a a one note dad. It was Sue's maid. I got so lost here. I didn't know where they were, why they were there. Sue's maid is employed to keep Sue's trophy room. Essentially, it okay. seems like. That's like the joke. Sue's like, made, it will shock no one. He's Hispanic. We will learn nothing else about has her. Has a slight accent. A slight accent. She feels, she really she really loves Miss Sue, though there's no evidence that she's, whatever. It's bad. Like, we don't need to I, I don't even you get it. it. It's useless. I don't care about this. Like, <sighs> I didn't even write anything down about the scene in my notes because I didn't care. Well, I was willing to jump at the chance to be with you. So this is where this, like, the idea being that this whole plot hinges on Sue being so unkissable. It's when she brings it forward and she's like, I only was interested in you, not because I like you as a person, but because I'm lonely. And which you like, jumped at the chance to, like, be wanted by someone. Which is so sad, it made my bones hurt, but we are never going to really deal with it or engage with it. Does she ever get, like, a romantic plot that's successful? No, she marries herself she marries later. Herself. <laughs> like that's what we get. Like, like I don't know what else happens in the scene. I just started reading Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't. Boring. I couldn't deal. Uh, after this, they egg each other. Yeah. <laughs> me too. So um, Jonathan Graff calls <laughs> James St. <laughs> James. James St. James. James. Doesn't James matter. He has one more episode that he's on. He calls Rachel to come out to the parking lot. She thinks they're getting back together and looks all happy. Which is bananas, but I love Rachel. <laughs> he goes along with the charade for a while, and then um, everyone in Vocal Adrenaline jumps out and throws eggs at her. Yeah. And then she also, or he also, breaks an egg. He on pauses her. for a second he and pauses his egg, and, and she's like, really do close. it. And she's, she's like, like break do it. it. Like, you Which is not, not exactly the same scene as when um, Puck slushy, not uh, Finn slushies Kurt, and Kurt's oh, yeah. like, do it. <laughs> You're That's like, romantic. Okay, well, must we? 
Uh, and then the real song Loser by Beck starts playing in a oh, confusing yeah. moment. That was weird. It's just on the soundtrack. Uh, and then we're in the choir room. Everyone's mad. Uh, Puck says Rachel's one of us. We're the only ones who get to humiliate her, which is yeah. I actually think is a nice. Kurt comment. says that. Oh, you're right. Which Kurt is my favorite it. thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, hold on. When they heard they say that Rachel's a, veg- a vegan, have we literally no, ever known that? That was my question, before. too. We've never learned that. Because then we, like, it continues. Also, Rachel's in the choir room talking about how, like, she keeps dreaming about how all the little chick moms are, like, mad at her or whatever. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> also, sorry, why would you let your team egg someone after you surprised her with A, her mom, and B, a breakup? That is actually deeply fucked up. Oh, my God. Like... Did, the, did did Shelby know about this? She couldn't have, No, right? well, she showed up in this episode, and we don't talk about the mom stuff Seems like all. a waste of Idina Menzel. Like, and she doesn't show. sing. Yeah, right. She does least. not sing. She just, like, yells about car tires. Yeah. Anyways, Will is like, call Jesse from your phone. Santana's like, you haven't deleted his number yet? Okay. So, Will Schuster needs to take, like, 40 steps back. Don't use your student's phone to harass students on the opposing <laughs> <laughs> Like, how is that a thing you think is okay? I don't know. And then, so I okay, I skipped some logical points here, but is... is <laughs> they weren't there. You didn't is there. his plan to get back that they are going to perform for them and intimidate them, is yeah. that the concept? Mm-hmm. That's it. Which is the thing they did to them in the first place. Mm-hmm. That we if have spent remember, 40 minutes trying to find a solution for. <laughs> and the answer is, what if we did the thing they did to us, but at them? Right, but <laughs> we are going to dress up like the kids bop Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> Like the seventies Sesame Street. Yes, <laughs> it looks so bad, oh. and they look so like two thousand two. Okay, so like it I would like, like to talk about some of the outfits. Mike like Chang is wearing a plaid fedora. <laughs> At least two characters are in ponytail or um, pigtails. Kurt yeah. is dressed. I only have down as like Heidi's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm right. <laughs> It's embarrassing to look at. Wearing like the big, like a big olive. It's not like a beret. You know the kind of floppy hat I'm talking about? No. It's like a Missy Elliott hat. Yes. At some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a bad. It's... Oh, man, I had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you don't currently wear it, nor did you, I'm sure, in 2010, which is when this episode aired. Uh, Quinn is finally visibly pregnant in a, in a in number. In a musical and number. Like a, a modified, like. Yeah, well, they bought Sergeant the pregnancy bellies. They had them. <laughs> Because they needed them for the other number. Um, Matt gets to dance. <laughs> the dance pregnancy belly. The funk number. And he's not white. And he's not so white. I don't know if you knew, but funk equals not white. And funk we're just is... into that. It's so bad. Is this the first real funk song they sing? Possibly. It is. It is. what they're singing. Give a funk. We want the funk. What's the song called? I think no, it's it's called? Funk. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was called We Want the Funk. But yeah, you know what we're also, talking about. Also, for the record, when I was 19, I loved this song. <laughs> sure, it's a fun song. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is a fun number, too. It's not funky. Like, it, it, like it, the only reason that I obviously care and bring that up is that they brought it up first. There's a lot of hand clapping, so <laughs> they're trying their best. Could they not just, like, could they not get the rights to any Earth, Wind, and Fire song? <laughs> <laughs> Right now, I could not name a single funk song that I consider that I consider to be funk. I mean, I can't now that you're putting me on the spot. Right. Well, but I yeah, mean, anything about Grand Funk Railroad. But like, then I would have been like, that. what if we didn't do a funk episode because there's not really universally recognizable funk, at least not for like white girls in Illinois who are 15 right now. Like, <laughs> which is what the show was trying to market toward at right. the time. Um, it is a weird choice 
like I don't know. It's so like they couldn't think of another genre that you couldn't that you feasibly couldn't do as like soulless automatons. Like I'm trying to think of a good example. I anything with heart in it. Anything they could do Motown. love songs. Love songs. Motown. Motown at least would be recognizable and would be nice. Um. Also, this number starts with like that low, like tear the roof off bit. Yeah. That none of them is singing, but Kurt is out there during it. And are we meant well, to think this? Well, comes back, Kurt goes back to him. So he, we're supposed to, it's, it's, it's the not tear his the roof voice. Off it is. Off. Let me read you a note from <laughs> the Wikipedia page. Um, the intro and ending to Give Up the Funk were actually sung by Chris Colfer and weren't computerized. He just has a very wide vocal range. <laughs> okay, well, good, good for him. <laughs> so Glee.wikia.com. That's my second favorite thing I've learned this episode. <laughs> okay. I googled funk songs because we're all idiots. <laughs> Here's some things that would have been recognizable that they could have performed that are good songs. I'm ready. Brick House. Yep. Sorry. Oh, Fuck off. I can't Superstition. Believe yep. Super Freak. Uh, I don't know if I agree with I that. think they actually do do Brick House eventually, but not in the funk That's episode. possible. Which is fucked. We do it in the disco episode maybe, which is insane. I'm very confused. I don't know if you knew, but um, Good Vibrations is a rap song. Good <laughs> is a rap song, not a funk song. How dare you? Fired from the Glee Club. Okay, there really aren't that many that are like, would make sense in this particular. Like, what else? Uh, I mean, a lot of these I just don't recognize. Then there's lots of like, random funkadelic songs. Stop saying funkadelic. <laughs> it's the name of a band. And like, Sly and the Family Stone, you could do it, I guess. Yeah, you could do it. Anyways, there's other choices they could have made that they didn't, and it would have or been one of them being not making funk the genre. Yeah, and one of them just straight. Like, great, especially like they just did the Lady Gaga episode. Regionals are next. There's some exciting stuff Play going on. Play your strengths. Or just address any of the plots. You're clearly not going to wrap up in the finale episode right. next week. Now this was supposed to be the before Lady Gaga episode, sure. right? Like they the fucked up the order. Ultimate. But like, yeah. if we know anything about the one artist number or episode, those are the ones where they have to force a plot to fit the songs. Yeah. So like, so nothing gets moved along, right? No plots actually move in those episodes. Yeah. So this is the one where theoretically they should have like moved a lot of things along. Where is Emma? And where has Emma been for four episodes? Oh, is Will ever going to be Shelby again? Imagine Emma trying to do a funk song though. <laughs> I'm shocked they didn't do play that funky music. Which would not have been. I don't think. Is that technically a fun song? It is. It is. It would not have been fun to watch. Oh my god, who do you think they would have made sing it? Uh, Rachel. 100%. Too Finn. Actually, yeah. Then that's the episode. It's over. It's done. Fucking episode. Was it good? You were trying to convince me it was good. No, I think it was. Wait, no, I have an answer. But I need four words. You're, I don't you break that rule every week. Musically, no. Televisually, maybe. Televisually is an interesting choice. <laughs> um, it was forgettable. I got bored. <laughs> I've forgotten it. I forget this every time I think about the first season of Glee. Um, I've not once thought of this episode. That's Nor for will sure. I ever again. There, well, I've thought about that Quint number. Oh, yeah. That's true. That number, if I took the course it from my, all my answer for the three words, was Glee good this week? The Quinn number. Right. If Glee was that... Fucking weird. Fucking weird all the time, <laughs> or even just for one full episode, I'd be satisfied. Yeah. And it gets, it gets, it continues to get weird every now and then. You know, in my um, intro to poetry class this week, he was like, think about your poetry not in terms of other writers, but about, like, what songs or, like, other art forms do you want it to sound like? I would like my poetry to read, like, this. Like, this like the Quinn, it's a man's world. Yeah, with the like Ryan Murphy pregnancy choreography. 
<laughs> that makes you an Instagram poet. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Last year, Ryan Murphy launched something called the Half Foundation, which um, the goal is to get half of the directors, um, I think it's Fox, is where they're starting this program, um, to be women. How are they doing? They just hit their staffing goal for the year. So I just, we should talk Ryan Murphy a lot. I would like to read two or three quotes from this interview with him about the Half Foundation, <laughs> which could have been super terrible, but instead he said some really cool things about women. Okay. Hold, please. Um, um, so he said his first step was to call his boss and be like, we have to work harder so that um, we all have a network of women we can draw from because he was telling a story about how when he went to go direct um, an episode of um, the O.J. Simpson miniseries he produced they had had a woman on top to direct an episode she had had to pull out at the last minute um and he literally could not think of another woman he like knew off the top of his head who could like fill in and he was like that's fucked up good for and so literally started a foundation about it and i think that's cool and i'm really proud of him all right that's fair good job ryan murphy good job ryan murphy can't wait to watch cult american horror story i'm not gonna watch cult (laughs) american horror story I'm not gonna acknowledge it exists. I'm obsessed with it. You know I'm gonna I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna read a recap of it every week though. I can't no, wait. I won't do it. Need to know what to. the bees are doing. No. No. <laughs> okay, uh, I have some this is again not uh, it's gonna be like two weeks old at the point this comes out, but that's okay. Uh Katy Perry released a music video for Swish Swish and it's really bad. Swish and featuring swish. in it <laughs> are both Jenna Ushkowitz. And our dear friend Molly Shannon. Really? No yeah. way. She's like, there's like 800 people in this video. It's oh. important to understand. There's like, um, that kid who does the weird dance that she's featured in other things. She's just like an internet meme kid. She like loves to feature in places mm-hmm. now. Uh, there's an extended, like clearly sponsored bit from a video game about dancing. Just dance? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> Christine Sidelko, who you may know from Vine or YouTube. I sure you Um she did the one the, the most famous one that comes to my mind is the one where she pronounces Merry Christmas wrong like four times uh huh uh huh Merry Christmas Merry Christmas she's very funny <laughs> actually I like her but she just shows up in this video um someone from Game of Thrones I don't remember who like one of like the like the like a big muscle guy uh it's so bad Nicki Minaj has like a verse in the song but she does a thing that she also oh, did in right. uh, Madonna, one of Madonna's music videos where she clearly shot it in a completely different state. God bless. And like on a soundstage somewhere else. And they just like set the it file over. It is none of the same. Yeah, it's like you were on a green screen somewhere else. None of the same performers. <laughs> I think in the Madonna one, they're literally holding her on a TV, which is like an exceptional. Stop. Uh, you know, they really are. It's a, it's. I think it's Bitch on Madonna. Yep, it is. They uh-huh. have dancers yes, hold a screen that has Nicki Minaj's face on it. Yep. yep, like, yep, yep okay, yep. I this only makes me respect Nicki Minaj more. Wow, Art really is been so a hard rough like, few months for like white yeah. baby pop stars embarrassing themselves and the rest of us. Yeah, really. um, it's also sort of like a Space Jam style. It's like a cartoony basketball game. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense about her weird costumes at the VMAs. Yeah, it's okay. a basketball base where like she and her team are all bad at. I basketball. guess that also makes for some switch. Oh, wish. one one of the. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. One of the Stranger Things kids is in it. Sure. No, I don't care about that. I didn't watch the Stranger <laughs> Things because I'm easily spooked. That's the reason for me, too. I watched, like, five episodes of it and got bored. I thought it was We bad. watched two episodes of Elementary last night, and it was too scary <laughs> to watch at night. Really? I love Elementary. Me, too, but I can't watch it at night. 
interesting. I had to stop watching the X Files for that reason. It's fucked up. That's it's a fair. Really good show. I live alone and I keep having nightmares about every noise I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched too mystery. much Elementary. Yeah. I watched it. In, or read it at night, and I was like, "Well, crap." Did this to myself. Yeah, let me. That's why I used to watch Glee. It's only terrifying. Yeah. A good antidote for when you get the spooks is um, Bob's Burgers. Smart. That is Austin smart. For me to you. And then it has the added bonus of not being Glee and not making you hate yourself after. That's really fair. It's smart. Um, yeah, that's all I had to say about the Switch Switch video. It's bad. And Jenna Ushkowitz plays just, like, a nerd, I think. Okay, well, you know what? Good for Jenna Ushkowitz for getting work, because I think she actually hasn't had a ton. No, I don't think she's done see. much. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she's working on things, just not anything we would know about. She's no. more like a Broadway person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I have a brief quiz about funk. Hell yeah, you do. Okay, so which of the following three definitions is not listed as a British definition under funk. One, verb, avoid a task or thing out of fear. Okay. Two, noun, a coward. Three, a type of moss found primarily in the northern hemisphere from the genus Bryophoda. B, a coward. A. It was C. <gasps> you made up a good specific definition. Thank you. I looked at types of moths. Okay, I was going to ask. <laughs> that sounded real. Um, which of, well, no, so like bright photo. Yeah, yeah, that, that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real, so <laughs> good job for me. <laughs> um, which of the following does Wikipedia not list of, as subgenres of funk? Deep funk, sad funk, <laughs> go go, new funk. Sad funk. Sad funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I refer to Sundays in my home. <laughs> or all of October. We're doing a little sad funk in here. <laughs> we can't come over today. Um, Alright, so let's not do Wikipedia. So which of the following artists do quote from Wikipedia James Brown and others define as the first to add funk to rock and roll? Little Richard, Chuck Berry, The Big Bopper, Fats Domino. Wait, which do or don't? Do. Which one is? Little Richard. Um, Fats Domino. Little Richard's correct. Yeah. All right, well, it's not the I never bopper. said I was an expert on <laughs> funk. I love, the, I love the name, The Big Bopper. <laughs> Just second in there, so you have attention. to think about the phone call that starts the song Chantilly Lace. I think with that phone call. You? <laughs> <laughs> That's the premise of the song. It is. So he's calling and saying what he likes in ladies. He just calls someone. And they're like, <laughs> Chantilly Lace, a weirdly specific thing to like for a lady. You know what? Wear. You know what you like. And a pretty face, in general. <laughs> Weird to have two episodes of our podcast in a row about Chantilly Lace. Well, that one was pretty peripheral, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, WasGleeGood. Send us an email, WasGleeGood at gmail.com. Call us, 330-366-6130, and give us your understanding of funk, because I don't <laughs> understand it at all, apparently. <laughs> do, not watch, do not watch Glee. Except for the Quinn YouTube uh, number. I think it might actually be one of my faves. It's so weird, listener. It, YouTube it. YouTube it's it. worth seeing. <laughs> Absolutely. Really something. Do not watch Glee. Do not watch Glee.
I'm photographing Robbie's cat. Can't <laughs> such a good cat. cat. Also, he's such a good little hand licker. He licked my hand. 